Oh, hey there. Welcome to Vibes with Victor, where we can talk about whatever we want, wherever we want, whenever we want. So sit back, walk, eat, or do whatever you want, while we can just chill once a week, right here. Hello, everybody. It's been a freaking long time since I've done a podcast, but it's okay, because there's no time like now, and I'm restarting now. Um, We got somebody awesome we got somebody none other than the spoo um i'll give him a second to like introduce himself but um today we're just gonna talk about him and him only not really we (laughs) we can talk about me if you want but like quickly like talk about yourself like where you came from name age like just like a quick overview of who you are Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i'll put this right down here so we don't have to touch it go uh, what's up, what's up? I am Spoo. Um, full name or first name Spoo Siso. Last name Satole. I go by Spoo as a nickname. Um, 25, an occupation artist. Uh, to be very specific, uh, DJ producer and dancer choreographer. And I have been doing this for a while. I live in Chicago. What else? Um, what was the other thing that you said? anything just like overview of who you are um <clears throat> those are i guess my occupations and my um internal compass is being able to give and provide mental confidence and stability for anyone who i come across and that's who i am as a person art and um strengthening mental mentality strengthening yes and yeah that's that's boo Cool. Were you born here? Yes. Yes, I was born here in Chicago, and my family was born in South Africa, and then they came over here in uh, school, uh-huh. or my grandparents came over here for school, and from there, um, for the most part, it's just been the U.S. or Chicago here. Uh, a lot of family, most of my family immediately uh, lives here, but most of them are in Chicago. I mean, uh, most of them are in South Africa. Like, uh, I see. Cousins, a bunch of aunties nephews mm-hmm. nieces all that type of stuff they're they're all there uh, i have like maybe in total six relatives in the states including me okay. maybe six okay. i think it's six nice and yeah. how is like growing up here you know when your parents moved from south africa like was what kind of cultures did they bring here like did mm-hmm. they assimilate immediately or like did mm-hmm. they retain their culture like did you grow up with like speaking the language you mm-hmm. know stuff like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um as far so i would say can we put that in the back oh no this is fine um thank you though <clears throat> i would say um to my knowledge um africans in general are very strong people um proud people and so when we came here um especially after apartheid and everything where it's like uh you're there you're being oppressed when you have the freedom to be who you are you push that to the absolute limit and um, my family is very strong people. So when we came to the, or when they came to the States and then I was born and everything, um, I was very heavily brought up in South African culture and mm-hmm. not heavily. I'm not going to say heavy. Like I was like only South African stuff, but I grew up knowing what that was. I grew mm-hmm. up knowing what that was and what it's like to be strong within who you are as a person, mm-hmm. um, ethnicity, culture, black, all that type of stuff. Um, and then uh, going in, it wasn't until 
going into you know schooling being part of the, the system that you realize that what you're current who you are is different than the rest of everybody that's yeah. in the area because um the schools that i went to were there's not africans there it's black people but they're not african they're african-american uh-huh. so um and at that time i remember that my accent uh was a little stronger not necessarily stronger in like a like an african way but stronger considering that slang was or i guess you could say what's it called ebonics i guess yeah considering quote, that both unquote, of, yeah quote, 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 yeah yeah considering that that was just like a norm in the neighborhood that i lived in the fact that i just won the fact that i just spoke proper english was an immediate <laughs> was an immediately tell that i'm not like grown up the same way as other mm-hmm. people and then also throw the african on top of that mm-hmm. was just like you're not necessarily you're not, we're both black yeah. but you're not the same kind of right yeah. so we're the it, same but not the same yeah yeah so it was an immediate um it was almost hard for me to try to fit in because i couldn't even fake it mm-hmm. i couldn't it, it was hard to fake it at first it was um, so then, but basically at that time period, I, you know, like when you're young, when a person is young, um, your end all be all goal is to just try to fit in. Yeah. And that's, you know, just trying to find yourself identity and all that. So, uh, there were definitely times, a lot of time period when I was younger of trying to be a culture and an identity that I didn't grow up being or wasn't taught that mm-hmm. sagging pants listening to gang affiliated hip-hop um all that trying to trying to trying to be a lifestyle and a background that has nothing to do with me uh just so i don't just also just to prevent myself from getting beat up which still (laughs) happened which still happened um so yeah it wasn't until i would say uh sophomore year of high school that i ended up confidently going into myself um, knowing who, well, I all I've always known who I was, but being confident against the rest of everyone yeah. else was uh, something that I just struggled with a lot. So it wasn't until like sophomore year, and I think that's for many people, freshman yeah. sophomore year of anything. Right, you're trying to find yourself, you're trying to fit in, see what your circles are, mm-hmm. get into like eighty groups, and then junior senior year is like, okay, this is me, this is what I like, I'm gonna be this. Yeah, um, and then ever since I've just been, I've been me. What was that moment where you were like, you know what, I need to be myself, or like I need to stop trying to be fake, yeah, yeah, be real? When what was the moment? What was the contact? Yeah, yeah. Um, so back in sophomore, freshman, sophomore year of high school, was I would say the genuine version, <clears throat> the genuine idea of being fake to me in my mind. And what I meant by what I mean by being fake is, like I said, fitting into a culture that's just not me, like. Um, I would say that any, and I know for, for a fact, like a lot of parents, when you are a parent, the roughest time period for being a parent is when they're teens. Yeah. It's like 13, 14, 15. When you're starting to be autonomous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you're just rebellious for no yep. reason. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't even matter what it is. Like you're just right. rebellious for no reason. So yep. that time period, freshman, sophomore year, I was just like, I know what I was taught at home, and I was just trying not to hear. I wasn't trying to hear any of that. I wasn't. I definitely was not trying to hear any of that. My mom was, and she knows, like, I was definitely, like, a handful of a problem uh, at that time period. And I was hanging around, like I said, people who are also trying to be about that life as well. Even though they weren't really about that life, a lot of them weren't, but they were trying to be as well. But We were kids. Yeah, yeah, we were kids. all kids trying to find yourselves. Yeah. And But even within that grouping of people, I was still... Um, I would say like the butt of most jokes because mm-hmm. just the way that I am as a person, like I'm, I wasn't trying to, 
uh, match like a 50 cent kind of vibe. Yeah. And if I did try, it was like a fail kind you, of you, try. Like, everyone could tell that yeah, you yeah, were yeah. not like, about that, it. Yeah, I'm not really about that. Like, I, that's just not who I am. So a lot of times I was just like, I was part of a group of people who they were cool, but they knew that we were we were friends mostly when it was just us. Yeah. Like when it wasn't like in the you were public. very yourself when you were together. But like, no, not that. It was like when, it, when so if, say, there, say for example, there's like a group of girls. Yeah. If there's a group of girls and me, it's me and the homies, in front of the group of girls, in that time period, I am like the lower half of the <laughs> the cool kids. And God. it's very publicly aware. <laughs> very publicly aware. But when it's just us, then they don't, like when there's no women or nobody that you have to put a front for, then it's mostly like just jokes and stuff like that. Like we're all stupid and we're yeah. all making stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But um, basically that time period, so that was like freshman, sophomore year, that time period is when I just started realizing, I'm like, this isn't what life should be. Like yeah. I shouldn't allow myself to be the butt of jokes and stuff so i basically just cut literally like cut most of if not all of them um like just genuinely stopped talking to them i uh, didn't sit at that lunch table anymore uh, i just like lunch table man oh lunch that, was, table. that was a big deal if you weren't sitting at that lunch, lunch table, table like you oh, are god. not part of that group oh anymore. god lunch table lunch table lunch table lunch table very vital information very yeah. you learn a lot at lunch table yeah yeah, yeah. So I, I stopped hanging out with them. I, for the most part, was just being by myself for a long period of time. Not a long period of time. I'd say there was. I'd say there was a solid week of me not communicating with anyone, as far as like after school or mm. anything like that. Like it was just a solid week of like just trying to figure out what's my next step if they're no longer part of my life. Yeah. Um, and then I ended up coming across a couple of individuals who were really cool, really tight, and the thing that I liked about them was the mentality. Uh, their mentality was just revolved around peace. Nice. Um, wasn't about being in your face or in any trying to showcase anything. It was just more of like a peaceful, like relaxed kind of mentality, and I really appreciated that. Uh, keep in mind, throughout my freshman and sophomore year, I still had other friends because like my my high school was very diverse. Nice, good. It was very good. diverse. So you had several uh, cultures, which I was very thankful for. My mom put me in that uh, school on purpose because when you have everything there. It's hard. It's harder to be <clears throat> singled out when there's 80 other cultures there. Yeah. So it's just that the immediate group of people that I was trying to hang around were all just black. But there's Romanians and Russian and another, mm-hmm. there's a whole bunch of stuff. But anyway, um, so the people that I ended up uh, becoming cool with, they were all Asian, and at first it wasn't uh, Asians. Yeah, the in, the intention at the time, I didn't even realize that I was like going into that world at first. Um, Us Asians, we pull you in. <laughs> we pull you in. It was it was wild. Like at, at at first, it was just instances of people who I just vibed with very well, and each one of them were Asian. Of course. And and also considering like the the um, the dance clubs that I started in school because uh-huh. I started two clubs. Both of them were hip hop, or like they were dance teams and stuff like that. Dance, they were da- yeah, yeah, dance. It was like hip hop, Jabba Walkie kind of dance. And of stuff. course, that's and when it started happening. Exactly, and most of the people that joined were Asian. Mm-hmm. Most of them were Asian. There was a couple like here and there that were uh, black or Latino, but most of them were Asian. So I ended up being friends with them, and then that took me into a whole world of like hanging out with their friends, and then going to. Uh, Korean club recreational centers. Oh and, man! Yeah, and, and from that point forward, I was to be honest, I was just fully. I mean, outside, I, I still have to this day. I still have my sore, my core group of like six friends, 
where only one of them is Asian, which is Viet. Viet's oh, nice. the, at nice, that, nice. throughout all of my friends who, like, are Asian and stuff, he was the only one that was, he, he's, believe it or not, he was the non-Asian, he didn't act like, he, it was six, it's six of us as friends, uh-huh. and we're all black, and one, one person is um, Polish, and he was Vietnamese, and he is Vietnamese, but he doesn't act like that, like, when we were in high school, he was basically like a black dude. What? Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of what made us click in a way. Um, it wasn't until like college, like when he went to UIC, that he was hanging around majority Asian people. But most of the time, it was like him and then like eight black people. Uh, <laughs> so um, outside of that, though, so that's like the core group, like yeah. my core heart, and that I ended up becoming like family with. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, I hung out with every Vietnamese people. Filipino people, Korean people, every, every, everything. Like, I was just in, in that world for a long period of time. And that's kind of, like, what switched me into, like, that, that switch time period was between sophomore year and junior year, mm-hmm. where it was just, like, I felt more comfortable being me. Yeah. I wasn't necessarily being judged for um, not being black enough, I guess you could say. I that was That was the thing. So that was, the, that, was that time period. Freshman, sophomore year was, like, a fake was a was a front and then sophomore junior year i mean junior realization senior year. yeah it was a realization to a certain extent it was a realization i felt i felt happier i will definitely say oh, that I, fe- I definitely felt happier um being with that group of friends and just that just that mentality because like i said everyone was peaceful mm-hmm. there wasn't um bickering a lot everyone yeah it was a lot of fun time i, I enjoyed and still enjoy like those people, a lot of good people. Shout out to everybody um, from Von Steuben. <laughs> Von Steuben, yeah, wow. Yeah. Um, let's see, I have a question. I had it. Um, and Lane Tech. Lane Tech. And Mather. <laughs> wow. So I was, I was just listening to you, and you were telling me how freshman sophomore year, where you're like fake mm-hmm. and like front, giving a front, and mm-hmm. then like transitioning to junior year like you started finding yourself is that when you like started music started listening to music started mm-hmm. when music was big or like has music always been a constant music's been a constant music has been since i was like eight years old yeah yeah so music is um throughout all of my experience of different groupings of friends uh different lifestyles changing clothes changing habits and all that most of it was through me being very, very, very involved in music. Mm-hmm. It was just whether or not I talked about it. Because uh, a large portion, at that time period, like when I was growing up, a large portion of my life, as far as like dedication, mm-hmm. was making a dedication to be like active in the dance community. So, but the music that I make... Like junior year stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Like okay. sophomore year is when I like... Well, all of high school and even in... I've been in, I've been dancing since I was like a kid. Like a oh. small, small kid. Oh. Like two years old, two, three years old. So hip-hop. Like primarily hip-hop. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, like I did traditional um, South African dance with my mom and like this um, South African cultural organization. Mm-hmm. Um, I did that. I did tap. I did jazz, ballet, and all that stuff. Since you were like two, three years yeah, old? Yeah. Wow. Like, mm-hmm. You were cool, dude. So, uh, no, I mean, that's just, you know, like, your parents put you in certain atmospheres to get you more um, acquainted with different styles of yeah. life, you know, those type of things. 
So I've done a lot of that and met a lot of different people. But um, as far as hip hop, because I don't, I wouldn't necessarily say that like tap and jazz and all that was my love. As mm-hmm. far as dance goes, I wasn't, I wouldn't say it's my love. It definitely helped, definitely helped. But it's not, it wasn't my love. And then hip hop, I would say, is like what I wanted to do. So at that time period, um, meeting all those friends in high school and loving like watching Jabberwocky videos and uh, yeah. Yo Mama Crew and Yo all, Mama uh, all that crew. type of stuff. Um, we were, we were definitely. I was more geared towards making dance uh, friendships yeah. than trying to make uh, music friendships. Like, to a certain extent, I, I knew it would be separate because the music that I was fully involved in uh, by that time was not hip-hop at all. Hmm. Um, I had a friend in high school, I think it was around maybe my sophomore year, where, actually freshman and sophomore year, where he... Basically, he was part of the reason that involved me switching mentally and uh, the, my musical taste. Because, like I said, I knew that like the hip hop stuff was fake for me, at least. It was mm-hmm. fake. Like it's just not my culture and everything. Like Guns and like Lil Wayne and all that type of stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's just that's just it's a for me that was a front. And to a certain extent, it still is a front for me. Like mm-hmm. I, like I still don't I actively don't listen to that music. <laughs> not to listen to that. I act, I actively not listen to that music. Nice. Um, so at that time period, there was this one time, and I'll always remember this. There was this one time where I was just having music battles with my friend on um, Facebook or th- MySpace, maybe at that MySpace. time. Or it was actually, or it was one of those. It was Facebook or MySpace. Uh, maybe it was the beginning of my Facebook ventures. Um, but on Messenger, on the Facebook yeah. post thing that we would, or maybe it was Skype. I think it was one of those. But anyway, we were we would go aim? back and forth. Maybe it was aim. <laughs> aim. Maybe it was aim. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Um, Away so, messages BRB oh, <laughs> <laughs> Offline um, So at that time period We would go back and forth With like songs That we thought were cool And we would try to see Like who has the better Repertoire of music And stuff Ooh, I and, remember those actually like, yeah. I did that with some of my friends Yeah we did that a few times But my background Like the stuff that I was giving him Was just the total opposite Of what he was giving It was basically We were just trying to Give each other what we know and the music I was giving him, in my mind, when I'm giving him these songs, like, at least currently, I'm like, this counts as, like, good music. <laughs> like, I'm not, like, everyone, to each their own, you know? Yeah, right, like, right. Everyone has a background and everyone has a, a story to tell through yes. their music and their art. But for me, that was just not what it was. So You were just I'm, showing stuff. Yeah, I was just showing stuff. I'm like, I was just showing, like, some some gun violent look, some Young Jeezy, uh, Gorilla Zoe type. Say Gorilla Zoe. Yeah, some T.I. type stuff. All, all, all this, like, ratchet, not ratchet, like, hood music. And then he would send me uh, this genre, like he would send me progressive house. Uh, he he's um, what is he a Czechoslovakian or? He's European, Eastern European. Yeah, yeah, he's Eastern okay. European. He's Eastern European for sure. I I, can't, I forget which where, but I knew that he was that uh, from that area. So progressive house, he would show me, and then maybe some trance and stuff like that. And then he showed me a uh, hard style, and hard style when he, when I remember he hard style. showed me a hard style, I was like, "What is this sound?" I'm like, I had I had no clue what this was at all. Like that, I had goom, no, goom, yeah, goom, yeah, yeah, yeah. Goom, I had goom. no clue what that was at all. And I and I just said like, "Keep doing that. Like whatever that that is that you're uh, sending, send some more of those just so I could hear it." And then basically we just went back and forth with that, and then I ended up like really involving myself in hard style. Um, so fast forward, like I ended up becoming a hardstyle DJ and producer. This and then, was, um, I would say, junior, senior year of high school. Also, you, oh, like you, had, you were DJing and stuff by then. 
online online yeah so uh for the most part and that was also like another thing like i said so the reason why i'm saying all of this is because i knew that my crowd for music was a completely different crowd mm. for the hip-hop community yeah because the people who are listening to if you're interested in jabberwockies and you're interested in i am me crew and quest crew and the stuff like that you don't even know the music that i'm actually talking like the hard style you mm. like mm. it just sounds like noise um so that's when i knew i'm like to a certain extent mentally i just separated those lifestyles mm. i just separated it because i know i'm like my love for edm is just not going i don't i don't know how to share that within the dance community yeah. specifically the hip-hop dance community i didn't know how to share that and um it feels like the community <coughs> as far as like the hip-hop dance community like yeah. it's like they're kind of like not sheltered Mm-hmm. There's another word for shelter, but like they like to stick to the hip hop mm-hmm. and like that hard style, which I've actually like danced a little bit in. Mm-hmm. Um, like I've learned how to shuffle, right? And I also started a hard style club in high school, right? So. And like all that, yeah. all that was fun. It's just like I couldn't translate that to hip hop, right? Either. Exactly, right, right. Um, I mean, some like some hard style artists they use like clips from like, of like Biggie or like. Tupac clips in the song, but for the most part, it's hardstyle, and that's a genre of music where you're not—it's not intended to like make like hip hop choreography to it. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, like that was like I said, it, it was just two different worlds. Um, so at that time period, I was just like majorly invested in making the connections in the dance community because I could physically like hang out with people who were mm-hmm. dancers. Uh, the hardstyle world is in the Netherlands, so. It's bigger in the Netherlands. Um, so is it all online? Yeah, so I would be... I, I did, like, for a short period of time, I did, a like, a resident DJ thing on online radio. That's cool. Yeah, so I was an online radio uh, DJ, and I did, like, SoundCloud and made mixes, and then I would talk to other DJs and stuff like that. But they were all... None of them were from Chicago. Like, that was the thing. Like, a lot of it was just, like, meeting Are there and any, talking to like, other... Are there style artists from Chicago? Currently, I, I still don't even know. Because by the time <laughs> by the time I started being... Like, I'm just now currently active in the EDM scene in Chicago now. I see. Um, At that time period, I was just used to being... What is it called? URL friends with people? IRL? Because IRL is in real life. Yeah. So that's when I'm like, I can meet you. Yeah. But URL is when I know I can't meet you. I so see, we're just like messenger friends, like pen pals, I guess you could say. Pen pals. Yeah, yeah, like that. So I was so considering that I knew that I don't know about the hard style scene, if there is one in Chicago. I just made my efforts to meet other people online and all that stuff. Yeah. So, and that, and I knew I wouldn't be able to meet physically a lot of these people so my connection to the people that i physically knew were all dance related i see so that's why i ended up like taking off with just meeting a lot of dance people but music has been there the whole time like nice. it was never stopped i was always making music of every anyone who knows me especially during the time period of me wearing bracelets if anyone has ever met me past me being 14 I was heavily involved in music. I just didn't really talk about it. That's so dope. Don't like Viet. Viet is one of the as far as like in the current community. Yeah. Viet is the only one who knew who knew what my like background was as far as how I how I got to where I am right mm-hmm. now. Like he's one of the only ones who knows that currently. Because uh, everybody else, I just didn't talk about it that often. Because I was like, I was like, it's the only way I would you would even know is if you were actually actually my friend. 
like close close friends mm-hmm. otherwise they'd be like why why are we talk why would we talk about this it has nothing to do with what like we're in right yeah so i i think i was just shy about talking about something like that for the hip hop community that's mostly what it was shy ashamed which is like just you, didn't, you just was, didn't want to talk about it it's like i didn't know where we would connect at that uh. point like i didn't know where the connection and it's still kind of to that like right now it's still that way cuz like as far as the music that i make now like within the i guess you could say the dance community currently i would say most people are aware of the whole spoo beats thing mm. but that's a byproduct of the music that i've been making for like 10 15 years um most of the stuff i do is edm 90% of the music i do is edm mm-hmm. spoo beats is just like uh basically a lot of it is dance community yeah yeah, yeah. Like it's focused. it's it's a focus for the dance community and to that extent that they're like i have a what do you call um a fan base for that mm-hmm. and I still don't necessarily like say for example Alison Wonderland. Yes. She made a new album, Rez made a new album. There's a p- bunch of like really cool artists that are like working on t- uh, cool different things. Mm-hmm. How far can I take that conversation when the people that I'm currently talking to don't even know most of it? And it, and it's a judgment that I'm or not a judgment. It's an assumption that I'm making that mm. people don't know mm. because there are some people in the dance community that do know the EDM scene like actually are in, involved um but from my coming into it most are not yeah most are not like the only reason you would know an EDM song is probably if someone danced to it right like when dubstep was a th- was a thing like as far as like in the dance the community right right dubstep was a thing because dancers made the decision to dance to it mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think dancers went to EDM dubstep shows though. And that's once again that's an assumption. Mm-hmm. That's just an assumption. Mm-hmm. I know a few people who like Brian, shout out to Brian Kyat. Uh um, barbecue. Yeah, yeah, like he he goes to shows uh there's people in the community that I know that go to shows but uh I like I said I just assumed that not many were interested in like really what EDM is and what mm-hmm. it means. like as a lifestyle kind of situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's uh it's interesting like I I fall into the category of like I was listening to like hard style and that cuz um not really a hard style crew like a bunch of my friends were really into hard style and they like, taught me some hard style mm-hmm. and I was invested in that for a little bit mm-hmm. and then like I was exposed to Jabberwockies and all that and it was just like I obviously can't translate this so right, like, right. I started learning like the hip hop movements right. like grooves and all that stuff right. and then like I was venturing out in like trance like progressive house electro house like like all that stuff mm-hmm. and like I I at that point like I don't I didn't know how to dance to like hip hop mm-hmm. way like you know how everyone like dances to like Like you said like dubstep is now like the dancers decided mm-hmm. to dance to this certain type of music right. and it's now like acceptable right. I guess. So like at that when I was at that young age of like high school is like I can't really dance to this so I'm, I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. But like I guess now when people started like choosing like they started people have been having interesting decisions as far as music to dance to recently. Mm-hmm. Like jazz. Mm-hmm. Jazz has been really good. Um electro house mm-hmm. uh, like it's I don't know. I feel like it's changed as far as like our dance community goes. Mm-hmm. Like 
absolutely come more open but um as far as like investing into the edm here i i agree with the fact that like they don't really know like the edm unless like they go to shows and stuff right and also uh, it's not necessarily even edm because i would say i would take it back a little bit further and say music for the sake of music mm-hmm that I don't mess because I don't even have that kind of conversation with a lot of people in the dance community because most of the time it's music for the sake of dance like yeah. we're looking for song or we're talking about music on how it relates to us as dancers mm-hmm. most times not all the time yeah, yeah. but most times obviously because we're in a dance world um, there are those within our dance community that love to hear music and don't need to dance or don't need to like make choreography specifically mm-hmm. like make a routine to it like just like love the the way it sounds and just moves to it you don't have to do something cool to it and there are those who just don't like music within our dance community there are those who genuinely don't like music and it's you guys can't see it but i'm like confused no it's and it's for me i i love being able to hear those perspectives Mm -hmm. because those perspectives we're all artists so every artist has a different perspective on why or how they do what they do so you know, like, when you watch, like, VH1 behind... Or, I don't know, VH1, but, like... When you watch behind-the-scenes clips of other artists and stuff, mm-hmm. they all have a background that may intrigue you, you know? Like, this artist makes super loud music, but when he's at home by himself, he listens to no music. Or he reads yeah, a book, I, you know? It's so weird. <laughs> stuff like that, yeah. Stuff like that. So, there are people within our community who love music for the sake of music, and there are people who don't love music at all. But, like, music is the way to showcase how they dance. Yeah. It's like the audible representation of what they love to do, which is movement. Mm-hmm. So that, like I said, it doesn't even have to be EDM to that degree. Like for me, it's, it's music, EDM. Music. Yeah, for me, it's EDM. But in general, it's like music. Like how often do I have a conversation? I haven't had many conversations where we're talking about music solely for the sake of music, not because it has to do with we're gonna have man. To do I that. can like be. I can. I can hit this beat real hard with my like shoulders or like that. We're gonna have to talk about music at one yeah. point. Because <laughs> high school, like from like middle school to like now, I, yeah, yeah. I listen from like metal, death metal, oh yeah, yeah. screamo, yeah, yeah, and like jazz, yeah, yeah, oldies. Like I, I love music, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I've come to the point where, like you said, like they just like oh I could hit this beat and like not necessarily yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like listen to it. And like I said, like I think only recently have I gained the confidence to be able to just um, voice that and know that I may not be getting the same reaction back. Because mm-hmm. like I said, back back when I was younger, um, I didn't voice it at all. Like I knew I just assumed I just made the biggest assumption. No one in the dance community likes EDM for like listening to it like mm-hmm. the only reason that you're listening to it is because someone made choreography to it so now you're gonna make choreography to it mm-hmm. that's just how i saw it yeah, yeah yeah that's how that's just how how slightly how i see it like um unless it's able to i could hit a five six seven eight on it <laughs> i don't know why i would listen to this song interesting <clears throat> so i just stop i don't involve that i don't get involved in that conversation and then i go to my music friends mm-hmm. for that mm-hmm. um but now I'm getting more engaged um, in sharing, you know, that type of thing. Considering that not now, it. yeah. Considering now that like music has, to a certain extent, taken the forefront of my life. Yes. Yeah. As far as like your EDM like journey. Yeah. Explain your bracelets, man. Um, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you know him, he has like literally a forearm full yeah, yeah. of like 
candy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And wristbands and yep, yep, stuff. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. So explain when did that start? Like, and you're gonna have to tell them like if you take it off or not. <laughs> oh yeah, of course, of course. Uh, so the ri- the bracelets are basically based off of exactly what we were just talking about. Um, music, <clears throat> EDM music specifically. Um, when I was younger, uh, for hardstyle and stuff, I would like watch all these uh, after movie shows and these live sets and all these like on YouTube and all that. And mm-hmm. you know, everyone had bracelets, and then you would go to shows like Spring Awakening and then EDC and um, all these festivals. And that's just a part of the culture. Plur, mm-hmm. Plur specifically, P L U R, is a part of the um, EDM sphere. Um, globe and all that and which stands for peace love unity and respect and when i i guess you could say embraced that um that culture it became part of my identity um not necessarily from a music standpoint it was obviously a music standpoint because plur is immediately connected to music edm music but um it connected to me just as a human in, in a humanity state mm-hmm. like being able to respect anyone for whatever they're as long as no one's getting hurt i respect what you're going to do with your life and i hope you the best in what your life do mm-hmm. what you're doing with your life peace i don't want any um animosity um no no feelings or pushing energy that we shouldn't be feeling uh love love one another you know and unity like trust being being more of a cohesive unit with everyone that you're in uh, connect with like being like being in the community the dance mm-hmm. community mm-hmm. So plur, that terminology and that whole concept and everything uh, really connected with me when I was younger. And for me, the reason why I keep the bracelets on, because a lot of times most people take the bracelets off as soon as they leave the festival. They yeah. put it on for the festival and then they leave for the leave and it. They, they yeah, go, yeah, assume they're normal. Yeah, 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 yeah. And most in mo- in most cases, um, don't know why the bracelets are even there. It's just like. <laughs> It's like it's kind of like when you're going when it's Halloween time period and you buy a costume but you really don't know what Halloween's about. Yeah. It's like Easter, you buy a bunch of uh, peeps but you don't know what Easter's about. You know that type of stuff. Like it's that's kind of what it is. It's like, oh, we're going to a festival. I'm about to wear a dandelion. Is that an ignorance thing. Uh, I mean, but that's just what it is. Like sometimes, like everyone's not educated in everything. Yeah. Like I'm yeah, not yeah. educated in right. everything. So it's one of those things where it's just like, at some point, you, in any situation. At some point, there is somebody more educated about whatever it is that you're currently doing, and they're probably upset at some point. Or not upset, they're... they're I mean, like, there are people who yeah, get yeah, upset. Yeah, yeah, there are people who are upset, but, like, that's that's always going to be the case. Yeah. So, who am I to be that person where it's like, everybody who goes to a festival is fucking stupid because they were... <laughs> like, why would I even say that? Like, that's... that's they're having that goes fun. against yeah, yeah. what you yeah. believe in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. That right, immediately, that goes against, that goes that immediately goes against what I believe in. I only, I only personally, I would only have an issue with the, like the Indian wardrobe or the like the stuff that they do where it's like culturally. Okay. That's the only one where I'm like, maybe you should watch that. Like, don't come in at full Native American get up to an EDM festival because, what does that have to do with right, like yeah right right but um, so for the bracelets for me considering that. 90 to 99 percent of my friend group were all dancers yeah um the edm culture like as a whole like being invested in it was just not something that any of my friends were attached to Mm -hmm. so for me this was my only attachment to knowing that this is my life you know like this like dance music electronic dance music isn't just something i'm i'm only gonna do in the summer 
where it's two festivals and then I go back and then I don't listen to it and then I'm like I listen I like all the stuff that I do as Spoo Beats that's all inspired mostly by EDM like 90% of the music that I listen to is majority of the music for sure that I listen to on a daily basis is all EDM um, different genres like sub I guess you could say subcategories mm-hmm. but it's all mostly EDM I haven't really listened to j cole's album or any of them <laughs> not that i don't respect it like obviously i respect it like i, I really like that's um, not what you go for yeah it's just not what i'm a that's not my heart that's not my heart ever since i got like attached to it I've, I've, that's just been who i am but only like i said only recently am i physically in the presence of other people who genuinely love edm as much as mm-hmm. i do but most time i'm around dancers where what beats right right, right exactly it's like the song this song is terrible because there's no musicality that I can rock on. Yeah, you know that's and and for me I'm like well now we just we can't we can't we can't talk <laughs> <laughs> we can't talk now because like clearly I we're just not on the same page for this. <laughs> clearly. Yeah, yeah. Like sound design is intriguing and all that type of stuff. So basically that was that's why I have my bracelets and I keep them on every day. That's awesome. Um, I have some from friends and some from people like did you meet at festival we can trade. Mm-hmm. Um, but considering that I wear it every day, you know, people ask, oh, can I have a bracelet? Can I have a bracelet? I'm no. Like, no. Because like, <laughs> no. I, I would never have bracelets. Like, I would always just be empty. Right. I don't go to as many festivals. I don't go to enough festivals for me to consistently have a reload, and nor do I make enough for me to always reload. I just have to keep, <laughs> I have to just keep the ones that I have. Unless I really see a purpose in trading it yeah. with someone. So that's why I keep my bracelets on at all times. It's my personal reminder that no yeah, matter where I am, yeah. No matter where I am in like this dance world, because I still love dance. Keep mm-hmm. keep that in mind. I still mm-hmm. love dance. That's a part of me all the time. But there's another world of art that I'm fully invested in, mm-hmm. and that's that's what this bracelet is. So, nice. if you've if a per- once again if a person's ever met me and the the way that they met me was through the bracelets at that time period, I was fully invested in EDM. It was barely <laughs> listening to hip hop. Nice. Yeah. Um, who's your favorite artist? right now that you like really rock with that you really like spend a lot of time like I guess like you can somebody you analyze someone that you really like looked up to Mm. Uh, it could be EDM hip hop whatever like a Mm. favorite artist that you're really influenced by Mm -hmm. uh and why obviously yeah yeah uh so for a long period of time like a a core of the my influence in the music that I make or that I listen to is a group called Wasted Penguins. Uh, they're a hard style group from uh, Sweden, and <coughs> they're what I would call it is basically like melodic euphoria, and very it's it's just a open, vast sound of euphoric melodies and and harmonies mm-hmm. and it and it's and then obviously it has a four on the floor kick drum uh hard style kicks um so a lot of the way that i created music even if it was hard style or not hard style was based off of that feeling mm-hmm. uh that they created um so they're always the base of how i create my music because my music as far as like producing now it's not hard style anymore like i stopped producing hard style for some years but the sound how how i created um like a vast open space of sound is mm-hmm. based off of them uh and it's very euphoric too um i'm inspired by them i'm inspired by this uh artist named jaron 
there's a few artists that I'm inspired by that are like almost a full decade younger than me. Mm. Um, Jaron is very, very talented in his style. Um, also euphoric, um, more in the future bass kind of area. Yeah. yeah. Um, another one, more Kismet. More Kismet is like an up and coming dubstep producer, I would say, and he's really dope. He's 14. Jeez. Um, yeah, 14. What? 14, 16. These kids. Yeah, but like, you know, if you're, art has no age. To me, like, mm. art has no age. You can be, because, you know, like, you when you see these 10-year-old violin players and yeah. these, like, 8-year-old, like, popping, like, Deep killing it, like, right in Korea, there. and, like, these, like, 8-year-olds be hitting it with the, like, yeah, the right. boogaloo, and I'm like... It, art has no age yeah. like, Art literally has no age So you, I appreciate Regardless of how old you If you're 8 And you make something That inspires me To like make the music Or make the dance That I make Then yo You're an inspiration That's Straight dope. up So Jira, As far as like Current like Right now mm-hmm. uh, Inspirations uh, Jaron And more Kismet Are like Among those And then um, Another Last one is uh, Skeller And Skeller is a Producer that's in Um the wave scene so like i recently got into a genre of edm called wave music <coughs> wave. I, pr- pr- before that i did future i still do but mm. before that i was mostly involved in like future bass or like future trance which is the music that i make pr- primarily and then mm. i started to get into a genre called wave and um Skeller was like an a, is a is a big influence on the way that i make my wave music mm-hmm. so wasted penguins Duran, more kismet and Skeller Dope Or like Big influences on Me as an artist Music wise uh, Dance wise I don't necessarily It's harder for me To pinpoint people For dance wise You because, can pick multiple people for this Yeah yeah thing. It's hard for Even for music sometimes It's hard But uh, A lot of the times The stuff that I'm influenced by Dance wise Isn't even from dancers Um Ooh. Most of the time, it's not from dancers. It's uh, it's from people's, like, what they artistically bring, yeah. just in general. Um, a lot of the stuff that I'm inspired by, dance-wise, is uh, from Russian people, which I don't know their names. Like I can't, Or I can't say their names. Uh-huh. Like, it's the letters uh-huh. that I don't uh-huh. know how to say. Um, yeah, I'm inspired by... Russian people, wow. Yeah, yeah. Just because... Um, so, have you seen, like, the, the alien stuff that I do? Yes. Like, the, yeah, so... That type of... That's what my... I guess you could say my forte is. Or my artistic... Uh, what I bring to the table. Kind of situation. Describe it. Oh, right, 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 Describe right, right, it. Right, right, right. <laughs> no one knows what aliens are. Right, 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 right. Aliens, so, what? <laughs> so, um, ever since... I was like, maybe... Uh, maybe like 13... Or maybe 12, 13... I've always been involved... Or very very interested in the the darker side, or the more peculiar, out of the box darker side mm-hmm. of um, dance movement, and I have wanted to like do that for almost as long as I can remember dance. So as far as hip hop goes, uh, choreography wise, mm-hmm. and that's when I did this thing out of my uh, high school uh, thing called Space Patrol, and mm-hmm. if. Shout out to Insight, shout out to Kappa Modern and Fia Modern and all of them because the OG Fia Modern and the OG Kappa Modern and Insight people, they know what Space Patrol was. Uh, Space Patrol is a group that I did with uh, Viet and Akeem and a few other people where it was like our version of Yo Mama Crew. 
uh, back in the day. And for me, Space Patrol was that outlet because most of the time when I did choreography, it was all like EDM music. Yeah. Most of the stuff I did. But it was like a darker EDM sound, like the the scarier kind of stuff. Um, so, yeah. So I've been interested in, in it for a long time. But as far as like what Aliens is currently, um, Aliens uh, is a project that I created to allow that type of artwork to happen, basically. And... It's most of the stuff that we do there is very pushing. I guess I mean we're uh, every every artistic project. The intent is to push the boundary of art. That's uh, hopefully that's the intent of any artist is to push the boundary of art. I I guess mine would just be more on the darker side or the scarier side, darker, scarier, or peculiar side. Mm-hmm. Those are I guess those are the three adjectives I could describe for how aliens projects are because the last one we did was like about burned witches yeah with the with the the, the veil or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was was interesting i was like witches this is is some scary shit yeah yeah and then the previous one was about um a group of girls roommates who were also burned alive and their souls still pyromaniac yeah, <laughs> were, I mean, the the second story was slightly based off of the first story, which is why they both had that I similar see, background. I see, I see, I see. Um, so yeah, so that's what Aliens Project is for me, and I'll I'll continue doing that as because um, that's my outlet as far as you know. Everyone has a, a or at some point they'll get into an outlet mm-hmm. of how they want to do art. Yeah, and outside of the things that I do for Coda and stuff that I do for Dream Team or like house music freestyle community all that mm. type of stuff outside of that uh that's what aliens is is it uh, just you me. well there's people who are basically every time that i do aliens projects i have to assess whether or not the person is down because ah. it's not like i like i know from the get-go i know that this is not everyone's cup of tea same as the edm stuff like being in the dance world i know that this is not this ain't a cup of tea if that you guys, everybody if is you guys who are listening you should already know like Spoo isn't a cup of tea. <laughs> he's, he's some mixed drink that somebody handed to you, and you have it's no idea what's in of, there. Not a cup of tea. Fun fact: I love cup of tea. Like, <laughs> fun fact: I love but having not a cup of tea. You, Spoo. <laughs> I love having a cup of tea. But yeah, like the stuff, the artistic. The hell, Viet, like Viet's my ride or die brother every day, and he still questions. <laughs> He he questions me every time that I have an alien idea. He's like, yo, Spoob, like, what's going on in life, man? Like, what's going on, bro? Do you really want to talk? Give me a hug. Like, you really want to talk? Like, the oh, man, it was hilarious. Like, we, when we did the first couple, like, alien stuff before I had everybody in it, oh, he was terrified. It was so funny. Wasn't it? Like, it, it was, was dark, right? It, all of them are dark. Yeah, all of them are dark. But before I did it with, like, other people, I was just doing videos of me. Like, it was just my own choreography, and I was just dancing by myself. But it was basically me and Viet. Like, one would be me and Viet out in the woods, and then the other one was in a, a isolated public storage unit. And there was nobody else there, and all the lights were off. Woo! He was scared. Um, shout out to Viet. Shout out to New Pixel <laughs> for uh, uh, for handling all of my... Uh, <laughs> for staying. Yeah, for staying. For being and down. Not, and not bailing. Right. But, um, but, yeah, so most of the time, it's me, and then the cast sometimes change. Um, it's nice to know that, like, some of them are, they voice that they're down regardless, because that's, like, also their cup of tea. They just don't know where to find that. Ah. So. This is their outlet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They just don't, they're, they don't know where else they can do that, and they don't have 
the means to create that currently. Mm-hmm. So they're appreciative You're of the me guy. Cre- yeah, they're appreciative of me creating that. So there there's a few of the people that I've already worked with um that I guess I'd be calling for more stuff. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, like as as time goes on, the alien stuff is definitely going to be more Scarier, more, I mean, it's just more, gonna, it's, more, it's just going to be more of that because, like, the more the more confident that I am in myself as an artist, the less I care about judgment. Facts, and that goes for anybody. Like, the more confident you are about what you bring to the table in life, regardless of what art vessel you have, um, the less likely you are to be swayed by someone's view mm-hmm. on anything. Because I know for like music and dance, most of the time. I don't care what anyone has to say. Like, I'm just going to, like, I'm I'm literally me. Right. 100%. There's rarely ever a time where I'm making adjustments, only when it involves other things. Like, if it's my project, I don't care whose viewpoint, what what it's going to be. If it's if it's involving, like, there are things, like, we if it's for, like, say, for example, like, Coda, we have six people on the board. I can't just push my the own. The board. Yeah, yeah. I can't push my mm-hmm. own agenda. Mm-hmm. Um, so same for Dream Team. Like I, I can't just push my own agenda when there's a bunch of other people who are also involved. Yeah. yeah. Um, but for Alien stuff, it's like now that I know what I'm capable there of. There are no boundaries. There's literally yeah. There's no. There's no. I have no reason to. Uh, at at currently, I have no reason to sugarcoat anything. Nice. So I will say that the next Alien projects are. Uh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens. What is your advice for somebody like? Um, either who's starting to be like uh, in this artistic route, right. dancer, music, whatever. Like, what any advice on like confidence and like like not caring about judgment. Like as far as like individual projects mm-hmm. and stuff. Like mm-hmm. when they teach a class mm-hmm. or when I when they like, put out a dance video. Like you know, there are a lot of people who are like, I want to do a dance video, but like I don't know if people will like it yeah. or like I'm too scared. Like yeah, yeah. any advice for the future generation of artists yeah yeah um i think so for anyone who has known me most of the advice that i give it the the vessels of life that we know each other through is dance and for me it's like some of them are music so that's the vessel that we um give our information based off of but most of the time life like being my my information is based off of just human nature, like humanity. Mm-hmm. And being able to find confidence within yourself before dance is very vital. Um, having dance as an outlet and only finding your confidence when you're dancing is um, prohibiting when you're not dancing. Or it's prohibiting when you're in a situation where you're not in that platform. Um, being able to find your purpose and finding who you are as an individual um, co- as a core individual like just just you um, is very valuable and that feeling of being able to know who you are and what your purpose and what you offer to this world um, once you get there um, no matter what vessel you take that to um, you'll be powerful like you'll be unstoppable at that point because you know who you are Obviously, you'll be churn, uh, learning and changing things and mm-hmm. being able to upgrade and adjust. But that core of confidence is there. And that you can take that even when you're in a group of people that you've been with 10 years and then you go to another city 
and it'll still be there. Yeah. Because that's the, another thing too. Like if your if your confidence is only in dance and it's only based off of the group that you're in now, if you go to another place where they don't know you, now your confidence is shot mm-hmm. because the only way you had confidence is when you were there. Yeah. So that's why I say being able to um, find out who you are internally as as yourself like what are what are your likes what 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 do you get out of life what do you feel your uh presence offers someone or not even offers someone what offers you like mm-hmm. internally um that's very 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 valuable it's very valuable and i i would say um creating projects and all that creating creating anything um first and foremost be um prepared internally to do those things uh, also considering that when you're creating projects and stuff, essentially you're becoming a leader. Yeah. And when you're becoming a leader, um, for me, leadership is a big part of life in general. Leadership is like a pivotal part for me. Like part of my moral code mm-hmm. is leadership. And uh, if you're becoming a leader of anything, now you're in the in the spot where there are people who are going to be possibly following you mm-hmm. and they're going to be following you more ways than you think because if you're in a dance team say just as an example a dance team when you have a leader the purpose is dance but the followers are still looking at you as more than a dancer they're looking at the way that you walk they're looking at the way that you talk they're looking at the way that you run things what's your organizational skills like how do you speak um do you are you good with kids like all these type of things mm-hmm. like there's so many different aspects that people will look and possibly judge their leader on so when you're becoming a leader being internally confident within yourself matters mm-hmm. and so before starting a project or before going into i don't want to say before going into anything but keep that in mind when you go into anything that your internal confidence and um, knowing who you are as a person is very very vital and that can be the pivotal change to how fast you grow through anything like if you know who you are and what your intention is in any project you can soar through stuff like you can like take off like in my mind at least, <laughs> you could take off um and if you don't know and you're and you're afraid you can you'd be pushing yourself back when you don't yeah. even realize it you know like you could be in projects and be like man like people could tell you you're good and you're like oh, i don't know i've been doing terrible like i, I didn't yeah. get picked first for groups like and i wasn't, wasn't in select like you could be beating yourself up yeah in situations where you don't even need to beat yourself. like you, you're you're doing good like you know yeah. um so yeah so that's that's how i would that's what i give to anyone like my vessel of being able to say that message yeah. is through music and dance because those are the things that I do. But outside of music and dance, the core of those vessels that I push out is being able to mentally be stable mm. and being able to mentally know a person's worth as a human being and what you are, like you genuinely can conquer, not conquer, you can genuinely impact the world um, and be uh, a beacon of hope for a lot of people and it just takes knowing who you are internally to be able to do something like that because once people can see that you trust yourself mm-hmm. then they'll trust you thanks before i continue asking you questions you have any yeah. questions for me um what is the it's um watching you within the community um it just it reminds me how much i love doing what i'm doing as far as an artist or like being in the Thank community you. yeah yeah because it 
Like, remember when we were in Ashley's thing? Shout out to Ashley Choi. Remember when you were Ashley. in Ashley's <laughs> Remember when we were in Ashley's thing? And that was the first time you were in, like... A project. Yeah, yeah, like, period. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, And so, like, back then, I was just like, we're, you know, group group project. I don't know who this tall dude is. <laughs> somebody's friend. But, you know, you're a really good guy. Had very, very, um, a happy disposition. Oh, which thanks. was genuinely, uh, uh, pleasing. Um... And yeah, and that, and then fast forward, like where we are now, and like you're handling teams, doing your thing in the community. People know you. You making work. You making like you're you're on the ball. You know. I'm trying, so, man. Yeah, I'm yeah. Trying. It's just I I appreciate it's considering that now that I've you know been in the community now it's for a while it's 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 really awesome and amazing to see to genuinely watch when someone started and then. And then, um, you know, like where they are, because, you know, like we've all been at that point where we started. Yeah. And then now someone else was watching us when we started and then they see where we are. Uh, now I'm at that point where it's like there's other people in the community where I'm like, I remember like that first rehearsal that you had and like mm. that type of thing. So it's really awesome. Like, so just big ups to you. Thanks, man. Uh, and always, like I said, keep the grind. Um, know who you are and what you bring in your presence to to not only the dance community but the world honestly because yeah. you can impact the world just as much as you can impact chicago Trying. which you which you probably do with um with your job you know like your job i'm sure you're yeah. impacting a lot of people's lives yeah. um but what's the uh the podcast life like the podcast life um so um it was actually inspired by anna sarao mm. She's, she's from SD, San Diego, and she came here for a PNG intensive, like, last year, I believe. Yeah. And she does this thing called Boba Talks. Right. Ah, okay. Where, yeah. like, I think Wong Fu does that, too. Yeah, where they, like, have boba, and they just talk yeah, yeah. in the car, actually, yeah, or yeah. somewhere. But, like, I chose the car mm. because there's this point um, where... You know, you're driving someone home. You're you're about to drop them off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then you like stay in the car for another yeah, hour, yeah, yeah, yeah. talking. Yeah, yeah, and you're like, you go. It's like late at night, so yeah. like your mind is everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like maybe some tiredness getting to you, but like yeah. at the wee hours of the night, like nothing is holding you back, and right. you just talk. And yeah. this is my favorite part, where like you just get a connection, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. to the listeners, like. At least for most of the people that have asked, like, got gotten feedback right. from, they're like, it feels like you're, they're there. Yeah, like, they're just yeah. sitting in the back of the car. Yeah, Hello. They're sitting just in the chilling. Yeah. They're just chilling. Yeah. Like, they're just, like, tired, but they're listening to the conversation. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I really like the whole connecting and interacting as far as, like, humanity right. goes. Right. And I don't know many people. I mean, <laughs> you will never know everybody. Right, but, like, of course. Just the simple conversation is my favorite part. Like... Mm-hmm. Yes, we can dance together. Yes, we can listen to music. Yes, mm. we can eat food. But, like, just the conversation is, like, at itself, like, step one in mm. connecting and, you know, being a little bit closer in this world we live in. Mm-hmm. And um, as far as, like, the working part, I use Anchor and Gary V made it. Mm. And it's really easy to use. And so, literally, I just record. I edit cut some stuff around mm. put my intro which you heard in the beginning mm. which is it's super cheesy but you know what that's that's how it's it is yeah, yeah. and the title vibes with victor i just like alliteration mm. it's i love like the letter v mm-hmm. my name mm-hmm. and uh, um i don't know like 
I don't know how far I'm going to take this. I'm not really getting money from this. I don't plan on getting yeah, money yeah, from this. Yeah. It's just for myself as like a... What is it? Like a... Not a documentation. It's like a... Hmm. It's kind of like a placeholder mm-hmm. for like whoever I connect with. Mm-hmm. So like, I've known you for a while since the Ashley Choi project. Yeah. yeah. Shout out, Shout Ashley. out Ashley Choi. Shout out Ashley Choi. <laughs> I don't know where you Shout are. Shout out Ashley Choi. She's where somewhere. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where she's somewhere. Shout I hope out she's Ashley happy. Choi. Yeah, big ups to uh, your right. growth. I hope you're happy. I know. And so, like, um, I forgot where I was going. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you've known me for a while. I've known you for a while. And, like, you know how you looked at me, like, grow from that first rehearsal to, like, now. Yeah. And it's like, wow. I I've known Spoo for a while. Like, I kind of know what he likes and dislikes. Right, right, right. But I don't really know you. Right, right. Which is why, like, I I tend to, like, talk to people I kind of know. Mm-hmm. Or, like, some people I don't know completely. And right. I just want to know about them. Right, right. Um, I'm one to know... I, I'm one to, like, want to know who the person is. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like... I'm a very people person. I, I guess that's why I'm a nurse. Mm-hmm. But, like, I look at tendencies. Like, what people... like. Not just like what they like, but like what makes them tick, mm-hmm. what makes them like, what's what, what drives them, and that just like, it it makes me want to work harder at everything I do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's that's why I do the podcast, man. Kind of just it's kind of a selfish thing. Kind of just like I'm doing it because I want to connect with everybody. Yeah, I mean, but that's a good thing, though. That's mm-hmm. a really cool thing. Mm-hmm. I I like it. I've, Recently, like, you know, within YouTube and a lot of content creators have, have uh, switched to a podcast platform. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've, so, to a certain degree, have just ended up listening to a lot of podcasts because the people that I follow have switched their content mm-hmm. to podcasts. So I previously wasn't interested in it, but then... I it, wasn't either. Yeah, yeah, I previously wasn't interested in it. But then again, I guess it just takes someone that you already trust to be able to put you in that pla- mm-hmm. in that space. Uh, so now I've gotten a little bit more... Uh, uh, like Derek showed me... Derek Apigo. Shout out Derek Apigo. Shout out to Manong Koya. He showed me... He showed me or told me about a podcast of uh, like the scary story... Like for my alien stuff. Yes. So uh, talk to me about that and I'm going to probably listen to a few of those. Uh, so yeah, so the podcasting is um, it's intriguing. I've definitely found it intriguing um, over the past couple months. I think also like, I, I I spoke to an old friend who's an English teacher, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Well, writing is hard. Mm-hmm. Talking is easy. Very, yeah. <laughs> very. I was like, very. Maybe the what, what's what's you want to know? What's funny about that though? I honestly think that that sometimes I think people think that that's the opposite though. Like for me. I like talking, making this conversation is easy and I don't personally, I don't feel like, like I don't go after having conversations like this, mm-hmm. most times I don't go home or afterwards feeling like, oh man, I shouldn't have said that. Oh, I didn't say this. Right, right, oh, I right. feel like I, I said, you said it, man. All right. right. I'm, I'm just, this is, this is a genuine authenticity of me. Yes. Um, yes, but yes, yes. But a genuine authenticity of some, like, just being in regular conversation, a lot of times people are, or could be, I'm better with writing this down mm-hmm. rather than saying... it depends who you are. Yeah, yeah, it depends on the kind of personality, I guess. Um, <clears throat> which is very intriguing to me as well. And, and that's also another learning curve. Like, you'll yeah. probably learn that from talking to people in the podcast. Because there are definitely people who are 
way better with what they do like maybe it's like after the process mm-hmm. like after uh thinking about it then they could put it yeah. out instead of immediately having to make it happen um yeah it's just different personality traits yeah there there are some podcasts that i like i have to like kind of meet the person first or like right. i know of them already yeah and i structure the podcasts at least like my natural way of like talking to people right. based off of how they are usually um people just start talking all right which is great like you just went off i'm like great like smooth very comfortable talking so i don't have to like yeah I've also, that's also what i've wondered about podcasts because when you're in a when you're a, a host of yeah. show like when you're hosting or questioning mm-hmm. uh, people you have to feel their energy out right some I people have to. yeah some people don't they give you one word as an answer. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> when, when that's the case, I just do like bullet questions. Right, right. <laughs> and so like I know about you after these twenty questions. Yeah, yeah. And so like it depends again. Like um, sometimes I'll throw in like weird questions just to like spark right, something. Right. Like, like say something, please. Right. Like um, I asked the. Per- I don't remember if I've posted this podcast yet or not. But like right. I asked a random question. I'm gonna ask you a random question now. Yeah, sure. Um. What's your favorite dog and why? Uh, I'm not a, much of a dog person. See, that's an interesting answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm actually not much of a, a animal person. I've only the only reason I'm even a cat. I'm a cat person, but the only reason cat I'm a cat person is because up to yeah, cat yeah. people. <laughs> but that's that's also was a forced situation too because my um my aunt's I mean not my aunt's uh my mom's previous boyfriend she had he had a cat and brought like a cat into our lives so at first i was just like why do we have a cat like i'm not it wasn't <laughs> like i was why a, is this cat it's here? not like i was opposed like i was like oh my god i hate cat like it wasn't like i had like a previous agenda against cats but i was just like <laughs> why do we need a cat so uh <laughs> uh so after having that cat and then we had another cat after that so we had two cats after that i was just like i love cats like because the thing <laughs> the thing i ended up loving about cats is that the i ended up learning a lot about myself through the cats is that i'm a very self-sufficient person mm-hmm. and so cats like, are self-sufficient exactly like cats are if you need them we can talk when we need each other but we don't need each other the whole time right like we don't have to be you don't have to be near me the whole day yeah yeah, yeah. and cats will just go off and right you cats, can do their, cats can do their thing if they need something be like hey yo i'm hungry be like i got you let me <laughs> fill the bowl all right cool like that'll be it and then we can like we, we still love still mm-hmm. love everything is still love no one hates each other it's still love uh so for me i was like i like that like because that's because that's honestly me like for me like i genuinely from one question i'm telling you this is what exactly happened. exactly this is what happened exactly but see the way that like that one question a person could be like yeah i just don't like dogs <laughs> and then like, and okay. like all right all right <laughs> next fun question all right. All right. i love that yeah no and many many and that's also like i said uh, what i like about uh, what i've learned about podcasts is just um better people skills because a lot of who I am as a person based off of like this whole mental strength thing Mm -hmm. it's being able to understand different perspectives of other people and understanding another person's outlook Mm -hmm. and then being able to help or uh, improve in some form their outlook uh, just based off of conversation yeah like in the past couple days I've had today's Saturday right correct almost each day I've had like two hour long conversations like like this nice of like genuine 
talk of like improving or just or just regular life type stuff but the way that like just by um default the way that i have conversation is by improving life of of some sort you know like working working on like i don't like to talk about people and i don't like to talk about like other stuff it's like mostly like i guess you could say proactive progressive conversation most times um so it's been really awesome to just see different perspectives of people's minds on how you know you take things and when you're a podcast uh host or just a tv show host or anything you have to understand several different ways of how to maneuver through the way that people think Mm -hmm. stuff like that also super considering that huge shout out to for me personally is uh to julia yang julia she's the best i always say i all like there's rarely ever a time like because like i'm very i would i would say that i'm well worded where mm-hmm. I know how to have a conversation and you you know um, how to speak proper English when you were like four, <laughs> dude. Like I don't I don't I don't fumble that are, right exactly. <laughs> I don't I don't necessarily fumble a lot as far as like my thought process or um, bringing something to the table in the mm. conversation. I don't really fumble that often, and it's hard for me to. It would be hard if I know that I'm not trying to say something. It's hard for me. It's hard for someone to like make that. Julia can make anyone talk. Is my my point? Yeah. <laughs> it's like Julia. I think yeah. Julia can make anyone talk, and I love that so much. It's like I le- I've learned so much just from being around her presence as conversation. Because there's a thing of being able to immediately, like when you're talking to someone for the first time, at least when you're talking to someone, you're not necessarily talking to. Depending on who you are, you're not talking to them. You're talking to the guarded them. So you're talking to a person. Your rising sign, as some uh, mm. astrology people. Exactly. Go. Right. 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 You're you're talking to the the public version of them, not mm-hmm. the not at the home. Real. Yeah. Exactly. You're not talking to their home them. So you need like that's and that's just how it is. Like when you first meet somebody. So to be able to bring down the guard of, um, I don't know if I could trust this person or I don't know if I could feel out this person or mm. not to. That takes genuine effort, I would say. Yeah. That takes effort, if uh, unless that's like something that you genuinely have within you. And I feel like she has that to a core. Like she's so good. Like, and I and I, I, I study, and I, I said that I was even saying that yesterday when I was talking to a friend. I, I study that now. <laughs> I, stu- I study that now. Like I'm anytime that I know that someone is just very good at conversation, um, I always study it because it's it's such a good skill. It's such a good skill to. And it's necessary to yeah, yeah. like live plus like you will never be like perfect at it right, right, right. you'll never be perfect work on it yeah, for yeah. the rest of your life yeah yeah and it's and it's also like i said you never know how far you can like reach to somebody mm-hmm. by having good conversation with them and being able to internally like get to them you know like being yeah. able to actually connect with someone um, and reaching that point with someone where it's just like the words just flow straight out and then you're like, like first of all, like when I was 12, like I didn't even know. Like uh, getting to that point with somebody and you just met them or like maybe Dang. you've only known them for like 10, 10 days or something like that. Getting to that point means something, you know? Yeah. And it's real. It is real. Yeah. So big shout outs to, big shout outs to her, big shout outs to all of you guys doing, um, big works and like talking to people. Yeah, man. Um, I have to leave in like, 10 15 minutes. So oh, I have yeah. two last questions. Yeah, go for um it. last uh the first one is you have many successes. You're 
pretty big in the dance community as far as like the spoo beats uh-huh. like grv uh-huh. talking about brotherhood uh-huh. vimo uh-huh. you're you're famous <laughs> i'm saying you're famous okay i'm talking to a famous person okay um so like you have all these successes achievements like is there what are you working on for yourself like what is an improvement that you aim to do in the next i don't know one year five years uh like life-wise like a as a human being oh um just being able to increase the increase the population of who hears what i'm what my message is through the vessels that i'm doing Mm -hmm. so my vessels of the message like for me the way that i see my life is that i'm pushing mental stability and Mm self-confidence to whoever i come across or being able to at least help someone with that um and not focus on negative energy and things like that uh so that's the message internally and morally that's like my my moral code Mm -hmm. and then the vessels of being able to give that information is through music and through dance so within a year or just like within time uh just raising the platform of that basically Mm -hmm. um different platforms saying like like say things like this it's like how do you how do you what do you plan on uh doing with the music that you're doing and then i would say stuff like this or if i was in a dance thing and then someone asked the same question like what is your dance like what inspires you to be who you are in dance like i would say the same thing like just being able to know helping other people find their purpose that's what the that's what it mostly is helping other people find their purpose the mental mental stability and all that that's my dream too yeah yeah mental stability and all that that's 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 a part of the package of finding your purpose so Mm. for me my moral code is to help people find their purpose and to help people find their purpose through the arts that they choose but the way that i'm doing it is through music and through dance nice like if i can help someone find their purpose from them watching a video of me dance but their purpose is in architecture but they just got the message from a dance video or they got the message from a song that I wrote, then that's like, that's goal awesome. com- you know, goal completed, you know? Because mm-hmm. um, I'm not necessarily pushing people to be dancers or pushing people to be musicians. I'm just pushing for people to be better people, honestly. Dance. That's my goal. Dance. Like, my, my goal is to just push people to be mentally more well-rounded individuals. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, that's what my future is, like, however that happens. Like, right. that doesn't have to be on an EDC stage. I would love to do that on an EDC stage, but um, it doesn't have to be. Like, it's going to happen. Be. You're famous, dude. Come on. <laughs> no, I mean, it, 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 for me, I know it's going to happen because I'm driven. Mm-hmm. I know that's going to happen only because I'm not going to stop. Like, the only way I would yeah. stop is if I die. Like, that's the only thing that would stop me from being where I want to be in life. Dope. So, I know it's going to happen. It's just time. Yeah, time and that experience. Yeah, yeah. Um, Last question, which is... You answered it basically, but I was gonna say like, do you have any final <coughs> words for whoever is like listening? Any final words? Like it could be anything. Like mm-hmm. literally, I keep bringing this up to whenever I ask people in the podcast, like, what's your final words? And I always give the example of Rowan saying, "It's morphin time." 
Was that his final yeah, words was, for that? That's his final words. Shout and then, out. like, Tiff, Tiffany, yeah. she said, like, uh, there is beauty and simplicity. Like, it could be anything. Any yeah. combination of words. You can give me, like, a speech. Mm-hmm. You can give me a poem. Anything. Like, just any combination of words. Final, like, final say in this podcast before we end it. Love to live your life. That's what I normally go through. Um, like, my posts on music. Uh, my posts on dance, my posts on anything, uh, most times is love to live your life. Love to live your life. Mm-hmm. I dig it. Well, Sabu, thank you so much for being here. Um, follow Sabu everywhere. You can, <laughs> from here, you could just like list your uh, tags wherever. Like list all of them if you want. Um, on social media, social media, emails, is... zip code. <laughs> Social security. Oh, man. Everything on social media is... If you're interested in the Spoo Beats stuff, which is like the music that I make for the dance community, uh, which, by the way, track, track's dropping today. As soon as I finish the interview, I'll just like... Whoa! Track's dropping today. Uh, just some stuff that I've been working on. Um, Spoo Beats. Everything is the official Spoo Beats or the official Spoo. If you're into EDM and you're into dance and choreography, that's the official spoo or official spoo and if you're into beats for dancers i guess i don't know it's not it's it, primarily it's for dancers but uh-huh. if you're just into hip-hop trap beats too yeah um official spoo beats and and then talk to me like that's the big that's the biggest thing talk I'd say. to me yeah i would just say talk to me like you could uh, like following me on social media is dope but i also like to talk to people yeah, so. that's why he's here. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So talk to me and let me, let me, let me into your lives. Let me into your lives and learn to love. Yeah, yeah. All right. Thanks, Boo. You're the best. Oh, y'all. You're amazing. Appreciate Boom. that, sir.